Hey, psst. Bird on the street is, you ducking love birds. So do I. I think they're emusing. I think they're excellent. I think they're owlsome. I think they're dovely. <laughs> Welcome to Chirp Off the Old Block. Hello, hello. It's amazing to see you again. I've been awaiting for your return for two weeks now. I've just been sitting in the studio waiting for episode three. <laughs> I haven't seen sunlight in a fortnight. I've been living off a box of milk duds I had in my purse. I haven't showered in days. <laughs> just kidding. That was a joke. But you know what isn't a joke? How much I love birds. Welcome, welcome to Chirp Off the Old Block. Welcome, welcome, I'm your host, Toby LaFew, and I need to stop saying welcome. If this is your first time here, well, gosh darn it. <laughs> this is the okayest bird podcast on the market. Chirp Off the Old Block is fun, Chirp Off the Old Block is dorky, and Chirp Off the Old Block is lightly academic, so you can say you learned something today. If this isn't your first time here, Welcome back, I've been expecting you. But regardless of whether this is your first episode or you've been listening since day one, I love you. Platonically, of course, I have a boyfriend. All of Trip Off the Old Block's listeners are great. Today's episode is actually brought to you by a listener. This episode is brought to you by my friend and longtime listener of the show, Ricky, who suggested the topic of pigeons to me. <sighs> longtime listener. I say that like we've been running for a long time. He listened to two episodes of the podcast, which, to be fair, is all the episodes of the podcast, so I guess he's a super fan. He's a great guy. I didn't mean to sound like a jerk. Whatever. I'd also like to give a shout out to my friend and longtime listener, Pauline, who is really excited for this one. Also, I'd like to state that this is the first time I'm recording an episode earlier than the week it's supposed to be released. This is for two reasons. One. Last time I uploaded the episode the day before it was supposed to be released, and because of this, it dropped late. That was entirely on me. I should have planned that better. I'm really sorry about that, by the way. It won't happen again. Reason number two is that when this episode drops, I'll be in Missouri with my wonderful boyfriend Slade. I'm sorry about blabbing about him. I'm just super excited to see him. It's gonna be so cool. It's gonna be my first time riding the train alone and everything. But enough about that got a big episode today, so let's get into it by moving right into bird biography. Even though this episode is on pigeons in general, we need a bird to give a biography. But there's a problem with that. The Columbidae family is so big, you'd swear they were from the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Boo, Toby, boo. Don't pick on the members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. A significant amount of them are your listening base. That's not cool. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. But wait, I hear you yelling. The Columbidae family is made up of pigeons and doves. You can't include them both. Yes, I can. Really, though, what's the pi- <laughs> Really, though, what's the pigeon? But really, though, what's the difference between pigeons and doves? According to science. Okay, that's a little vague. I need to elaborate. Okay, I got my papers here. Let me look. 
to Pigeonpedia.com, the difference between a dove and a pigeon is purely what people call them. I personally think that's dovely. <sighs> that's enough puns for now. That's enough f***ing puns. By the way, it's off topic, but I'm trying to swear less in real life. I've gotten into a horrible habit of swearing, and frankly, it makes me sound stupid. No shame on you if you swear, it's just an ugly look on me. It's hard to stop because in college, everyone is swearing. Don't wait, this and that. You're a piece of it's just messy. So, I'm in the studio, and even though I don't want to say bad words, I want more honks in the show because it's funny. So I'm sitting in the studio saying stuff like hecking or fricking and censoring it and editing. <laughs> Remember when this podcast was about birds? Good times. Let's get back into the bird stuff. Think of the word dove for a second. You're probably imagining a white, gentle thing with an olive branch in its mouth. When you think of a pigeon, you're probably thinking of a fat fuck who's gray, with a little bit of iridescent green, and a lot of bit of stupid. What you're imagining is only one breed of pigeon, the rock pigeon. No relation to Dwayne the Rock Johnson who is not a pigeon. All breeds of domesticated pigeons descend from the rock pigeon. Kind of like how all dogs have the common ancestor of wolves. You probably already know what a rock pigeon looks like. They're gray, chunky things. On their neck, they have some pretty iridescent feathers. Some rock pigeons are more pale gray or even a pretty rusty gray. There are many different color patterns for rock pigeons, and pigeon experts know way better about this than I do. Rock pigeons, I'm not sure if they can be classified as domesticated or if domesticated rock pigeons even exist, but all domesticated pigeons come from rock pigeons. So the problem is, if you've been to a city, all of the pigeons there that you see are probably feral. I don't think that these feral pigeons can be violent though. Pigeons don't look like they have an attack strategy. I mean, they've got bird feet and pecking beaks, but I don't think they'd be able to do much damage to you. Okay, so I'm going to preface this next bit by saying don't try it at home, or at all. It's probably super illegal, and it will probably get you in trouble, but... And this is a huge but. Hey, stop snickering! You know what I meant! Whatever, I wonder how easy it would be to just snatch a pigeon off the street. You know, for funsies. Pigeons are very docile birds, and I suppose if you have one of those little stick box traps, you know, the ones you see in cartoons, you'd be able to catch one. The only problem is that you'd have to catch a decent amount of them or else they'd get sad. They're very social birds and they probably hate being alone. Now you have a house full of pigeons and if you work hard they might accept you as one of their own. You're going to have to feed them and crap and clean up their poop and just generally make sure they're happy and healthy like any good bird parent. But once you do that you have a bunch of friends who are pigeons. You'd just have to make sure they couldn't fly away. Maybe you'd have to take them on walks with little pigeon harnesses? Is that a thing? Whatever. This idea is the dream for me, really. Just having an army of pigeons. No real reasons, I just think it would be cool. Wait, how would you even be able to get a pigeon home? Would you be able to carry it in the box? You'd have to go back and forth dropping them off at your house. It'd be a nightmare. Wait, can't even carry them in the box. The pigeon could just fly out of the box unless you put a lid on it. Unless you brought a box with a lid, you'd have to stash them in your coat while making sure they could all breathe, and now you're the guy who walks around with a coat full of live pigeons. I mean, it's a small price to pay, but I am not willing to put myself in that situation. <sighs> I guess some dreams aren't meant to come true. If you can, raise domestic pigeons for me, because I can't. 
I guess I'll just be content with feeding pigeons in the park. Oh wait, that's illegal in a bunch of areas because the government hates us. Well, not really. It's more complicated than that. So rock pigeons can be found basically anywhere there's people, and they can eat garbage and human scraps. Because of this, in a lot of big cities, they're a pest. They're incredibly just- it's illegal to feed them. Which makes me sad, but I can understand it. There's just so many of them. Some of them have to die. And if they die of starvation, they die of starvation. It sucks to say, because I hate imagining dead pigeons, because I love pigeons, but, you know, that's how nature works. Besides, if you feed animals, they could get dependent on humans, which isn't good for them. Rock pigeons have a nasty reputation of being rats with wings. I'm not sure if this reputation is necessarily warranted. This isn't that pigeons are clean, per se. In fact, I'm not sure if they are. But they're animals. It's not like they can take a shower or anything. Besides, if a rock pigeon is living in a big, dirty city, just gonna be dirty. Are they any dirtier than any other type of bird? I don't know. Brewster from the Animal Crossing video games is a rock pigeon. Apparently he got put in the new Animal Crossing update. Poggers! Haven't played Animal Crossing since the pandemic because my brother got his own apartment and now he has the Switch we had Animal Crossing on. It's a real bummer because I love Animal Crossing. The new update looks super cool. I think that my favorite villager out of it is Tian Shane, the little monkey guy. My, he's my favorite because he has that little, I think it's called the golden fillet around his head, like the monkey king. Oh, sorry, I was getting off topic again. <laughs> Alright. That wasn't the best bird biography segment I've ever recorded. In fact, that was a real stinker. I think that one was the worst. Hopefully I can make up for that in the next segment. I'd like to thank my sources for this segment. I'd like to thank allaboutbirds.org, pigeonpedia.com, and audubon.org. Here's our next segment, the word on your birds. We're doing a new thing for the word on your birds for this episode. Instead of focusing on one big thing, we're focusing on two little things. Think of it as a word on your birds lightning round. We'll be talking about two fun pigeon-related things. Bite-sized little pigeon fun fact morsels. Mmm, morsels. Those birds are quite plump. They're everywhere, too. Say, even though they wouldn't have as much meat as a chicken, they'd have some meat. It'd be pretty rich, too, considering that they're big chunks. Tasty in a stew with some cream and carrots. Can you eat pigeons? The answer? Yes. I mean, shouldn't eat pigeons off the street, but there's pigeon farms. Throughout a decent amount of human history, pigeons were raised for meat. In fact, they are still raised for meat in many areas. They're chunky and docile, which makes them great livestock. In a video from food tuber Adam Ragusia, he states that pigeon meat is a red meat. French people eat pigeons, I think. Yeah, I think that was part of the video too. <laughs> in the culinary world, pigeon meat is called squab. Squab is harvested when the bird has gotten nice and plump, but hasn't left the nest yet. So it's like a big fat baby. Okay, I lost my appetite. Pigeons are not just good for livestock, though. The psychologist, B.F. Skinner, used pigeons in a few experiments. This is actually what led to the topic being suggested to me. My friend Ricky saw a video of pigeons playing ping pong. The actual birds doing it, not the band. It was cool. But I was trying to remember what was the point of this again. I mean, pigeons, you know, doing a sport, that's very cool and all. But it has to have some purpose. <sighs> 
when one pigeon got a ball past the other pigeon, the pigeon who did that got to eat. Because they were being rewarded, the pigeons learned that if they won, good things would happen for them. I remember seeing another video of a B.F. Skinner pigeon thing when he'd show the pigeon's sign saying peck or turn. If the pigeons pecked upon seeing the peck sign, they got fed. If they turned when they saw the turn sign, they got fed. The pigeons were kept at about 70-75% of their body weight, so they'd always be hungry. Therefore, they'd be willing to do what was needed to get their food. Some people have ethical concerns about that, and trust me, I do too, but we are not going to discuss that right now. I don't need to get any hate mail. Upon doing my research for this episode, I found out that B.F. Skinner had another idea regarding pigeons. <laughs> During World War II, our boy Skinner had the thought, what if we use pigeons to guide missiles to targets? Let that sink in for a moment. Renowned psychologist, who's like one of the biggest psychologists of the 20th century, is pigeon-guided missiles. It's the way of the future. It's just kind of ridiculous. <laughs> At first I thought, no way. This has to be fake. There's no way that's an idea someone actually had. It's so far-fetched. But nope. On the website for Harvard's Department of Psychology, where they have a short biography on this dude, it brings up that he had planned for the pigeons to be placed in the transparent cone of a missile. And on that transparent cone, it would project a dot on the target. He'd train the pigeons to tap precisely on that dot by rewarding them with food. This would lead them to guiding the missile exactly where it needed to go. The pigeon would die on impact, but B.F. Skinner argued that in times of war, we couldn't be worried about the lives of pigeons when the lives of humans were at risk. I mean, I kind of get it, but I hate imagining dead pigeons. I, I don't like it. This was never put into action because pigeon-guided missiles didn't seem all that promising to the Navy. It was a hard sell. Looking back on it, B.F. Skinner even called it a crackpot idea. But hey, now that if I'm gonna start a band, I'm gonna call it Pigeon Guided Missile. I'm not sure of the psychological implications of all of this, really. I've never been interested in psychology, and even though I took an intro to psych class in my senior year of high school, I withdrew from it. All of this stuff, way above my pay grade. But hey, it's interesting, I guess. I think that the whole pigeons turning around and pecking the sign thing was supposed to prove something about operant conditioning that I don't know. I don't get it, and at this point, I just, I don't know what to say. I think I've said everything I can say on the matter, but don't worry, there'll be more episodes on pigeons in the future, because the pigeon well runs deep. There are so many breeds of pigeons and interesting topics related to pigeons. I'd be here all night if I talked about all of them. Let there be known that there will be many episodes revolving around pigeons. Now, let's take a break from the birds for a bit to hit our next segment, Into the Tobyverse. Alright, so welcome to Into the Tobyverse for this episode. I'm not editing anything because I'm recording this last minute. You see, the last sort of half of the episode kind of got messed up. So now we're recording live from Kirksville, Missouri. Hi. Yes, that's my wonderful boyfriend, Slade. Introduce yourself, baby. I am Toby's boyfriend, that is all. There's more to you than that. <laughs> yeah. It's all people care about. Oh, trust me. There's more to you than that. You're an epic gamer. Oh, thank you. A wonderful brother and son. <laughs> You're incredibly intelligent. 
And also, I'm annoying the podcast listeners by just dorking out about my love for you. <laughs> Alright, so tell them something interesting. Um, we, she's coming down here to visit me. Um, it's been very fun, and we still have a couple days as of this recording, and hopefully those get even more fun. I'm certain they will. Today we went to GameStop. Scott sounded a little bit stupid, but I found these little, like, surprise bags with one Among Us plushie in each of them. So we both bought one for each other. We opened the bags and we got the same one. It was, as they say with the cool kids, very poggers. Also, babe, you haven't so far, but I'm just going to say it now. Please don't swear on the recording. I really don't feel like adding the goose bleeps in right now. Understandable. Have a nice day. So, Slade, what are your favorite birds? My favorite birds is probably hummingbirds, because I think that they are very cool, that they can move so fast in all directions. I think so, too. They're like, and they're so cute. They're just little baby birds with that drink sugar through their little straw beaks. Exactly. Any bird-related stories in your life? Um, I can't really think of any bird-related stories. <laughs> Any uh, other words on birds? Birds are very poggers, um, although they are highly sus. Keep an eye on them. Um, the birds work for the bourgeoisie. All right. I love you, Slade. <laughs> I love you too, hon. But please, no anti-bird propaganda. Birds are real. That's what they want you to think. No, birds are totally real. <laughs> no, I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's wonderful audio. I just I just ruffled his hair and was like, oh, the podcast listeners are going to love that. Of course they are. Yeah, they're going to love to see that. Of course, of course. <laughs> oh, oh, goodness. Uh, all right, so closing words. We're both doing them together. All right. Cl my closing words. In, uh, bird up. <laughs> all right. So... That's it for this episode. You can find us on social media at chirpofftheoldblock.tumblr.com because, yeah, Tumblr is definitely a bustling site right now in the year of our Lord 2021. And you can find us at Twitter at chirpold.com. At just chirpold. No, not just chirpold. At chirpold. Nobody's following us on Twitter, but honestly, we don't care. And... You can also check out some of the other great podcasts on the Podrangle. I don't remember any of the names of them right now. I think one of them is called City Kids, and I hear people talking about that one, so it must be good. That's it for this episode. Let's finish up before things get awkward. <laughs>